Welcome to the podcast series, Interest Rates with Mates, with Colin, Todd, Sean, and Cass. Good morning, everyone. Episode 12, Interest Rates with Mates. Bit of a different one today. It's uh, probably one that not many people are aware of or, or there's limited information on, and this is low doc or what's considered a non-conforming lender yeah i think it's a good topic to cover off i think um we're, we're probably doing more low doc or another word is um alternate doc as well so yep. limited documentation style of loans so you know sort of getting away from the the fully verified um applications you know regarding income and stuff so it's a great topic to talk about today mm. some great little uh i guess uh, policy niches as to sort of what's required and what's not required. Uh, and if we start off with self-employed, so this generally can be a new business that's sort of started out. Uh, now there is some requirements. So for a self-employed customer, generally you need to have an ABN that's been registered for 12 months and has been registered for GST. Now there is a another alternative uh product where you can only be GST registered for a day. So as I said, it's such a broad range that can fit into a customer's circumstance that actually can to, to get the loan through. Um, there's judgments or defaults up to $2,000 that can be ignored with some non-conforming lenders, so that's good to note. Uh, what last week we spoke about those defaults, so that's where if we can't get that default removed by an outside provider, that's where you may have to look at a, a low doc alternative. Mm. Yeah, yep. I think I think the biggest thing with low doc loans is the way they cover off on their risk is by the client having a bigger deposit. Yep. Like you know, your traditional mainstream lenders will go up to ninety five percent loan to value ratio, so they'll lend up to ninety five percent of the property's value. Whereas your low doc lenders, absolute maximum is traditionally about eighty five percent, and they will charge risk fees sometimes over like seventy seventy five percent. So you really need to have at least that sort of fifteen to to thirty percent deposit to qualify for a low doc lender. Um, but yeah, if you're happy to pay, if you've got the bigger deposit and you're happy to pay a slightly higher interest rate, um, we can use less intensive documents to 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 get that income verified. So. Another one, a big one is bankruptcy as well. Uh, bankruptcy, even though you can be have your bankruptcy go for five years, normally you have to be discharged for two years before a lender will, will look at you. And even then, that still, it still shows on your history. Uh, with some low-doc uh, lenders, you can be discharged for one day. Mm. Okay. And that also includes your Part 9 and Part 10 agreements yes. as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, that's some some great options to be able to actually use low dog. Um, now, how income can be calculated? So, there's many different lenders that uh, use different ways to verify income. We're going to touch on a few today. So, BAS is one of them. So, normally, with uh, you've got two different sort of products uh, where it's alt doc and we'll call it specialist alt doc. So, alt doc is where you might have two forms of uh, verification, and this can come from BAS. So, six months worth of BAS. Cole, did you want to just touch on how that's sort of calculated? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got uh, actually clients at the moment that um, we're using a particular lender where we're only showing the uh, business activity statements or BAS over the last two quarters. Um, and what the bank's looking for is um, gross sales. So what's the business um, uh, gross through the business in turnover? 
Um, we add those two figures together, put it through a calculator, and generally the, uh, the bank's calculator will tell us what income we can declare up to, um, and then excluding any um, you know, wages and stuff that are paid um, and other uh, purchases through that business that show on the BAS as well, non-capital purchases and things like that. Um, based on that information, um, we complete the servicing calculator, so uh, that's how much uh, someone can borrow uh, through that bank, and we use an income up to that level uh, with no questions asked, really. So, um, so there's no financial statements, there's no tax returns, uh, nothing really. It's just a client uh, declaration to confirm that that is the income that they earn um, and uh, nothing else, no accountant uh, detail, no nothing. Mm. So there's another alternative to the BAS is the business bank statements um, and sometimes some people get a little bit scared about that because they look at, <laughs> oh, my God, the um, the expenses and that. Some of the lenders will actually just take the income and then use an in- industry benchmark, um, which depending on whatever your industry is, and that's actually governed by the ATO um, yep. benchmark. So that can also work quite well. Yeah, look, and the other thing too uh, with these alternate doc processes or policies is that they exclude all business debt. Mm. Yep. Um, so you can use your gross turnover. So like for a company that might be in, let's just call uh, you know, uh, civil excavation, basically like a lot of equipment, um, and there might be thousands of dollars a month in repayments going out for these these equipment loans that they might have, that's all excluded through these alternate doc processes. So it's a lot cleaner process. Um, generally, we can maximise the amount of um, borrowings that we can access. Um, and as Todd was saying before, Generally speaking, 20% deposits, the minimum deposit that will get you into those style of loans. Um, and the rates aren't that much different. I mean, the one I'm doing at the moment is around about 06 0.7% higher than most of the other traditional lenders. Uh, but for this particular client, they were happy just to get in without having to um, you know, supply the other paperwork. On the interest rate, I guess it's, it's about the more documents you can provide and the longer time frame that that ABN's been registered for, obviously the lower the interest yep. rate, isn't it? So, you know, if you're trying to just use an accountant's letter solely and, and no other information, um, you're going to incur a higher interest rate. Whereas if you can provide an accountant's letter, BAS, bank account statements, like, you know, the more documents you can provide, the lower the rate that you'll receive. Yep. And that was the other one, the accountant's letter. So those three income verifications sort of makes up what we need to do in terms of to get the right product. So yep. you need two out of the three for just a normal alt doc and then just one of those three to sort of do a specialist alt doc. Yep. Yeah, and what, look, I mean, just on the accountant declaration as well, I mean, there are accountants um, that uh, they mightn't be comfortable doing an accountant exactly. declaration. So yep. that's why I think it's important to highlight that there are different processes yes, like the, right. the BAS yeah. that we can use, the bank statements, the client declaration. So there's different processes that we can use. It doesn't mean automatically that the rate has to change all that much um, by going down different pathways you know, through that alternate doc process, but it really depends on the customer scenario and, and what they've got access to uh, and what income they need to, um, uh, to be able to earn to apply for the credit to buy the house or to do the refinance. So I guess the, the, the downside or potential downsides for going to a low doc um, sort of non-conforming lender is generally it is a higher interest rate. Um, but again, as Cole and Todd and Kat said, if you're willing to pay that that interest rate to to get the loan, then that's what you need to do. Yeah. And and I guess in some some people's circumstances, um, it actually puts them in a better situation, even if they are paying a slightly yeah. higher interest rate, because it may help them with um, you know debt consolidation or ATO debt or something like that, where yeah, they're, they're committed to a higher repayment back to the ATO. Um, so it could actually give them that breathing room that they need. I was actually going to touch on that too, because yeah, a lot of a lot of mainstream lenders, or pretty much all mainstream lenders, will Won't not touch, touch ATO debt. They yeah. will not consolidate an ATO 
debt into the home loan, no matter how much equity or how strong your financial position is. Um, whereas these non-conforming lenders will happily, yeah, consolidate ATO debt, no questions asked. Yep. So on the, on the flip side, on the upside um, of using a low doc is the the income from a new business. So that's where we said earlier, if your business has been registered for 12 months, you've only got that one year, we can still use that income. Yeah, I had a customer just recently who had a kebab shop. Good kebabs, let me tell you, too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, I mean, he's only in his business for just over six months and we were able to use one of those alternate doc processes. Um, they just bought their first house, actually, so um, with a 20% uh, – sorry, 25% deposit in their case. So, um, so again, like there's – yeah, upside is, um, uh, you know, for a brand-new business, and it might even be a new industry for the particular customer as well, mm. doesn't mean they can't get access to credit. Mm. And I think in those circumstances as well, um, if you're wanting to get into the market now, um, it's particularly given that we've had big growth in our property prices, um, certainly, you know, 12 months ago, but if people wanted to get into the property market market at that price, it was worth paying that little bit extra yeah. interest to be able to get in and look, you know, and, and what we do with our clients is, um, you know, transition transition them out of that. So once they get down the track, the business has got a bit more maturity, the income's improved, then we can start looking at refinancing them back to a mainstream lender. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, it's not really a long-term option, is it? It's no, just like a short-term no, solution and there's always a pathway to get it out and yeah, exactly. Back to like a prime lender. Mm. Upside as well, uh, we can do debt consolidation. So as Todd and Cass were saying, the ATO debt, you know, that's something that they can look at. Uh, there's no statements for some uh, lenders for living expenses, so they don't don't want it, don't need it. Uh, no credit scoring. So that's where we touched on last week with that credit scoring. These are what these non-conforming lenders are doing to say, well, okay, you know, that that's the interest rate. Um, yep. We won't. We won't credit score you. And I guess, and, and on top of that is, it's not just that they don't look at the credit scoring, they're also not looking at your repayment history either. So some of them don't even view what that yes. conduct's been like. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we've got, um, yeah, pre-approvals that are fully assessed as well. So that can actually give you a guide to go through the motions, get everything fully assessed so that you, you're good to go and go shopping. Yep. As I think that's really important as well. Absolutely. Uh, especially at the moment, you know, you know um, with the market obviously changing a little bit as well, it's important, I think, for people at the moment to get pre-approvals before they go to uh, the market, just so they get that level of comfort. They can put better terms on the contract when they find a house that they want to purchase. Um, and they can generally move through to settlement a lot quicker as well. Mm. Takes the stress out of it as well it for, does, for yeah, everyone absolutely. involved. Yeah, absolutely. So there's many different uh, avenues that we can explore and uh, – we will probably touch on this a little bit more, but there's simple income verification that some major lenders are, are have now. So even though there's low, low doc alternatives uh, that have been used in the past couple of years, some banks are actually bringing out some really good policies that would generally fit an old doc application, but we're actually getting through those mainstream lenders now. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So. Why don't you do a podcast on one episode on that uh, as well, Michelle. specifically for the self-employed, because I think with the um, enhancements policies coming out now with among, yeah, amongst different lenders. It's a good podcast episode to, um, to give to our listeners. And we've already had some great wins on those uh, those policy issues as, as mm. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. So LIDOC is a bit, of a, a bit of a funny one, so please get in contact with us if you do have any questions or queries. Um, range of experience that we can sort of guide you on the right path, and we do have access to uh, quite a few different non-conforming lenders, so we can give you those options as, as well. Absolutely. Very good. We'll see you next week for episode number 13. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future topics, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. All of these episodes are available to download for free wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care.